the disclosure. I've got my notes. <laughs> sip of water. And we're recording. Okay. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, welcome back. Uh, It has been, as they say, about a minute, maybe a minute and a half since the last episode. I really don't know how to quantify uh, a minute in those terms because it's been like a week and a half. So I don't know if that's a minute. Maybe that's like two or three minutes. I don't really know. Kind of like back when I was in high school and they would say that something's been about a grip. And I never really knew how to measure that in the span of time. But anyway, it's been... It's been a little bit. We had Thanksgiving. I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We are coming up on uh, the all the other holidays, Christmas and Hanukkah and whatever else you're celebrating. Happy holidays to you. Um, but today on the podcast, I want to talk about credit cards. Um, and this kind of came to mind because last night I recorded uh, as a guest on um, a podcast episode with my buddies Jake Squared, uh, and their podcast is called The Yucky Podcast. Go check that out on uh, Spotify. I think maybe you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts and a couple other places, but um, The Yucky Podcast, it's a good time. They talk about uh, entrepreneurship and local business and what it takes to run a business and manage employees and and all of that comes with that. So definitely a good podcast. It's interesting. Um, it's a great conversation. They're a lot of fun to listen to. So go check that out. And then of course, when that episode featuring me, uh, airs, which I think is going to be sometime later this week, maybe early next week, um, I'll get it out. So that way, uh, you can hear it as well. But anyway, um, in that podcast, one of the questions I was asked is what I thought about credit cards and, uh, if I thought they were good or bad or evil or, um, you know, if I had any opinion on it. And when it comes to credit cards, my answer is is generally something like, yes, no, maybe, it depends. And I know that's a very, very helpful answer, uh, especially coming from a financial planner. But what I think about credit cards is um, not unlike anything else that would be considered some sort of debt instrument. Um, they can be a very helpful um, elements of your overall financial management, cash flow management, financial planning, credit building tools. Um, and they, they also can be very harmful for all of those things. So I kind of look at credit cards as like, you know, if you're somebody who has a toolbox, um, if you have that really large, like oversized pipe wrench, um, you know, it's something that you want to have around because you're going to use it at some point. You, you never know when. Um, but it's not something that you take out and you use for every single uh, application or job around the house that you're going to do. Credit cards are kind of like that, um, a little different than like a car loan or a mortgage. I do happen to think that it takes a fair bit uh, of wise use of leverage to build wealth. And so leverage is going to be borrowing other people's money 
at a low enough rate where it makes sense for you to be able to take that money and do something for a, a larger benefit, either um, you know buying a house when it's uh, almost impossible to save enough money right now to to buy a house at the current prices. Um, buying a car, sometimes that's not a good use of just plopping down fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars out of a bank account. So sometimes it makes sense to use other people's money to um, keep your flash cash flow flowing. Um, but I didn't think that this podcast episode would be complete if it's just my opinion on credit cards uh, without actually talking about what's happening with credit cards um, nationwide. And so we're seeing a lot of data. Um, I'm looking at a CNBC article that was published on the 15th of November. So this is before Black Friday. I don't know what these stats are going to look like. We won't know for a couple more weeks. But as of the middle of November, um, household increased debt uh, or households increased the use of debt in the third quarter at the fastest pace in 15 years. And they cited this as being due to hefty increases in credit card usage, higher mortgage balances, uh, and this is what the Federal Reserve is reporting. So total debt jumped by $351 billion, with a B, for the July to September period. That's the third quarter. That's the largest nominal quarterly increase since 2007. Where were you this time, 2007? Think about that. That increase um, is about 2.2% from the previous quarter. Uh, of this year, and it represents about an 8.3% increase from third quarter 2022 when compared to third quarter 2021. Um, A lot of the reason why debt is increasing like this is it's due to the inflation. It's running at its high. um, Sorry, it's running at its highest pace. I can't even speak. Maybe another drink of water is going to help. Hold on. Feel free to hum the Jeopardy tune to yourself. Okay, let's try it again. The increase in the debt over the past year is due to inflation running near its highest pace in more than 40 years and amid high raising interest rates and strong consumer demand. So Fed's raising interest rates. Inflation is still high, which is why the Fed's raising interest rates. Consumer demand is still high, which is part of why inflation is still high, which is part of why the Fed is raising interest rates. Um but what's really interesting about all of that debt, some of that's uh, baked in there is is mortgage debt. Student loan debt really hasn't gone very far because nobody's paying student loans right now. Um, we haven't been paying student loans for almost three years. The Biden administration just kicked it out yet again to make sure that we will not have made any payments in three years. Uh, and just a quick side note on student loans. My suspicion is that no one's going to make a student loan payment before the election in 2024 because that was an election promise. They're trying like heck to get it fulfilled, and it's facing all kinds of legal challenges. And probably not because of what they're trying to do. It's not that um, what they're trying to do is wrong. It's just that maybe the method or the way that they're trying to do it is not the appropriate method when you're talking about – you know, for giving a whole big basket of student loans. Uh, that probably needs to be a congressional act. Uh, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, I think she's still the Speaker, but uh, she was very clear a year ago that the President does not have the power to do that. Now the President is trying to do it, so, um, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. But anyway, we're not talking about student loans today. 
Uh, we are talking about credit cards. And so credit card debt climbed to $930 billion. Uh, credit card balances collectively rose more than 15% over the same period in 2021, which is, again, third quarter. It's the largest annual jump in more than 20 years, according to the New York, New York Fed. And they say that the increase, quote, towers over the last 18 years of data, end quote. Now, I was able to pull a chart of this towering um, effect that they're talking about going all the way back to 2004. And I found this chart on uh, libertystreeteconomics.newyorkfed.org. Uh, slash 2022, blah, blah, blah. I'll try to put this link in the show notes um, so you can see it as well. But basically what the chart looks like is if you can go to about the middle of 2021 and just draw a, almost a straight line up and slightly to the right, uh, that's what it looks like. So credit card usage basically on their chart went from a negative 15 all the way up to a plus 15. So, yeah, it kind of looks like a tower. Um, the credit card, this is, these are credit card balances. It's certainly much higher than uh, it's been over the past 10 years. There's a little bit of a dip when we go back to the great financial crisis. Um, and even in 2008, which is where credit card balances peaked, uh, that peaked at a plus 10. And we're seeing 2022 peak at a plus 15. So naturally, credit card balances are now higher than they were in the great financial crisis. Now, I, I just want to put a couple caveats on that. It, what's interesting to that is we have to think about some things like that doesn't necessarily mean that the same number of people are using the same amount of credit cards to rack up a whole bunch of debt. We've added significantly more credit card users in that time period. So naturally, every user that gets a credit card is going to account for potentially a higher balance. So this isn't just a direct one-to-one -one credit card balances are going through the roof. Um, but we are seeing an increase in those balances, certainly over the past uh, handful of years. Uh, going back to that Liberty Street Economics article, um, they're saying that uh, basically to illustrate that point, Half of all American adults have at least two cards. Uh, I counted prior to hitting the record button, and between uh, my wife and I, we have four. So half of all half of all American oh we have four, and I have one for the business. So half of all Americans have at least two cards. Thirteen percent have five or more cards. Um, about seventy three percent of Americans have a credit card by age twenty five. And we've all seen that if you've been to a college campus recently, um, they, they've kind of backed down on this a little bit. But it used to be that, you know, if you wanted the, the special T-shirt, the limited edition football, you know, whatever, um, just sign up for this credit card and then off you go. And certainly kids um, as young as 18, 19, 20 are getting credit cards and they're learning how to use them, some responsibly, some not. Um, just a couple more statistics that make credit cards a little bit interesting um, coming out of the pandemic, so as a part of that, from about the early part, middle of 2021 until now, um, what they call older borrowers, and this is going to be those between ages 60 and 79, their average balances have been rising but remain below where they stood in the fourth quarter of 2019. So pre-pandemic, uh, credit card balances are up slightly but below 
pre-pandemic levels. Um, for those between ages 30 and 59, uh, credit card balances have increased and they're approaching pre-pandemic levels. And then for borrowers under 30, um, they saw the smallest reduction in their average balances, but their balances are now above pre-pandemic levels. So younger people appear to be spending at a faster rate than older people, and there there may be some sage wisdom and time and, and life stage and things like that built in um, to there. And naturally, of course, that's that's not that surprising if you think about it. Younger people are going to be using credit cards. Older people are working to pay off credit cards or celebrating uh, debt reduction. Maybe they're paying off car loans, paying off credit cards, paying off mortgages, those kinds of things. So not all surprising. But when it comes down to how people use credit cards, um, there's an awful lot out there in the financial space. You know, you've got these gurus. I won't name any names. But they'll tell you that, um, you know, credit cards are bad, cut them up, never use them, never, ever, ever, ever. Debt is terrible, never use debt, pay cash for everything that you can, all that fun stuff. Um, and I think that it's important, kind of like what I say in when we're making investment decisions, with investments, you've, you have to know what game you're playing. Um, and the same is true when we're talking about the use of debt and how uh, money moves around on your personal balance sheet between assets and liabilities. Credit cards have a place. Um, sometimes they're helpful to keep your cash flow growing in times where cash is being diverted to other things. So a great example is when I launched Life Moves Wealth Management. Um, I used credit cards to pay for certain things while I was getting cash flow for the business up and running. So, for example, my website was paid on a credit card. Uh, the desk that I'm sitting in front of, credit card. Uh, the drum stool, fun fact, my office chair is a drum throne. So the drum throne, uh, that was actually purchased in cash. But the chairs behind me where we sit when you meet in my office, those were on credit card. And so sometimes... Credit cards are a very helpful way for you to get the things that you need to do so you can keep advancing what you need to advance to keep cash flow flowing because cash flow, uh, as I said in the podcast last night, is a lot like the blood flowing through your veins. If it stops, the body stops. So credit cards can be a really helpful way to get through a certain period of time until you're able to normalize things and then pay back those balances or or make significant payments on those balances over time. Credit cards are also helpful. Um, for some people, it, it's, a, it's a great way to build points. And essentially, I mean, effectively, you can travel for free if you do it the right way. And, um, you know, for some people, they use their, you know, instead of uh, swiping their debit card when they go to, to the grocery store, they swipe their credit card, they get credits, they get miles, they get you know, points, they get rebates, all those things, and then they just simply go home and log on and just pay the credit card back for, you know, the groceries they bought. Um, and that's that's a great way to do it. So in that case, credit cards can be an incredibly powerful tool. We all know on the other side what they're capable of doing as well because it's very, very easy to swipe a credit card or type in a credit card number and buy things and think, oh, you know, I'll pay it back next month or you know, by this time next year, I'll have that paid off because I'll be making more money. 
and uh, and it's an easy trap to fall into. And I'll tell you that I have fallen into that trap in my in my younger adult years because that's how things happen. You say, well, it's pleasure now, pain later, but the pain will never come because you know uh, things will be better down the road. And maybe that's true. Sometimes that isn't true, and it's important to understand how to use the leverage in a way that makes sense. So if you can use it and you get a benefit for it, fantastic. Um, but you just have to, again, know what game you're playing and what tool you're using and, and why you're using it. So I don't really um, – I don't want to belabor the point. I mean we're clearly seeing um, credit card rates go up at the same time we're seeing the personal savings rate go down. Um, we also still have high inflation. We have higher interest rates. All those things are working together. Uh, I'm looking at a uh, a chart from uh, from Fred. So you can go to uh, Fred, which is the St. Louis Fed's website, fred.stlouisfed.org. Um, and this is the personal savings rate chart. And this is uh, from going all the way back to 1960, all the way up to September of 2022. But if we just look at the past couple of years, uh, going back to, um, let's go to, a sep- since it's a September chart, September of 2007, the personal savings rate was 3.1%. Uh, going up to September 2009, it had climbed to 5.6%. That's that's a significant increase, 2.5%. Um, we get all the way up to September of 2020. Um, it's up to, up to 14.6%, but it's down from April of 2020 when it was 33.8%. And that's just because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't spend anything. We were still in lockdown, all that fun stuff. So, of course, the personal savings rate jumped. Um, but all the way, again, back to uh, September 2020, 14.6%. September 2021... Uh, we're down to 7.9%. September of 2022, we're back down to 3.1%. So exactly where we were September of 2007, which was uh, by that time the financial crisis had already started. So we're, um, you know, if you look at the chart, you can say we're kind of right at about average or slightly below average over the past 20 years, um, but certainly below average for the uh, 40 years prior to that. So from 1960 uh, to about the mid-1990s, the average savings rate was in the 10%. Uh, and so we're well below that now. But, um, you know, it becomes important to to monitor cash flow when we're talking about these things because cash flow, like I said, is is the it's the fluid that, that keeps your engine running, um, if you want to look at it that way. And cash flow would allow you to make decisions on whether or not to use credit cards, uh, versus taking money out of a bank account. The amount of money in your bank account is going to um, definitely have some sway in that decision, what you're planning to use the credit cards for, um, what else is happening in your financial life. All that gets baked into it. So uh, are credit cards bad? No. Are credit cards good? No. Are they helpful? Yes. Are they harmful? Yes. So I think the answer really comes down to where are you, what's going on, what's most important, what do you need to make sure happens over the next 12 months and how are you planning to do that? Um, and then what are the shiny objects that come up along the way? So are you using debt for shiny objects or are you using leverage debt, but leverage 
to be able to produce some sort of a, uh, a meaningful return, be it, you know, an investment return. If you're buying, say, an investment property or are you um, are you using it to buy, you know, that really nice jacket that looks really cool on Amazon, um, which we're all guilty of. I'm just saying I have a the pair of shoes I'm wearing right now was an impulse buy. Those things happen. So just keep keep track of it. Um, that's how to use credit cards. I think I could say use them responsibly. That may not mean anything to you. Um, but when I say responsibly, I mean use them in the context of everything else that's happening in your life. And uh, and you know when when you should and shouldn't buy something. I mean, we're all adults here. And if, if you're at a point where spending uh, is a vice that you can't control, there are places to get help for that. I'm not that place as a financial advisor. But um, certainly as far as being able to order um, the use of debt and how that impacts your uh, assets and liabilities and your net worth and future planning, um, a financial planner can certainly help you do that. So um, that's it. I think that's all I have to say about credit cards. And, uh, you know, if you have any any questions or thoughts, feel free to drop a comment. Feel free to reach out. Uh, and make a connection. I'd love to talk to you about it. And uh, that's it. So until next time, happy holidays. Spend responsibly. Maybe it's too late because we're already past Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But uh, just you know, keep your wits about you as we go through the holiday season. Enjoy your time with your family. And um, you know, just remember, no gift is worth impressing somebody that puts you into any sort of financial damage. Just keep that in mind. It's just not that cool. All right. Till next time. Take care.